0: Welcome to the Brand Builders Lab podcast. I'm your host, Suze Chadwick, certified business and mindset coach, author, and speaker. Each week, we'll be talking about simple but powerful business and mindset strategies that will help you build a lean, clean, and profitable business so you can learn to get out of your own way and pay yourself more. Forget Average, it's time to level up. Oh my gosh, we're here. Episode 300, 300. My friend, you are here with me. I don't know how long you've been with me, whether you've been with me, this is your first episode, or whether you've been with me since day dot. I was speaking to a client the other day and she's like, I have listened to every single episode, I have been here every single week. <laughs> And I love it that some of my listeners are like, we're coming up to 300 episodes. So the fact that you know that, I love you. I think that's amazing. And so today I'm just going to share some reflections, yeah? Some thoughts, reflections, lessons. And so that's what we're doing today. So let's dive in. I had grand plans for episode 300 that didn't eventuate because I couldn't decide what I wanted to do. And that is totally okay. I might buy myself a massage or a glass of champagne and cheers myself for six years and 300 episodes. And so what I really wanted to do today was actually reflect on those six years and 300 episodes and eight years in business now, which kind of doesn't feel like a long time when you think about how long people have their business, but it also feels like a long time in this online space. So when I started my podcast, you know, looking back, I didn't announce it, I didn't launch it, I didn't decide to you know, do anything grand. I just decided to give it a try and see how it felt and see how it went. I was like, let's just see what happens because I thought if I talk about it and I don't know if I like it or not, then I just don't want to say I'm going to be doing something ongoing and then not do it. And I feel like that's kind of how I've done most things in my business. Test, try, see, then decide if I'm all in. So I have never felt like an expert. I've just felt like I have something to say and a way of thinking that could maybe help you, could maybe help other women in business, other people in business. So when I speak to clients about imposter syndrome or comparison, I think comparison has definitely come up for me more than imposter syndrome. And I think it's because I've never expected myself to be an expert. I've never expected myself to be the best because the market's always changing. Things always change. Everybody's got different experience. And so I've just always looked at it from a place of this is me. This is what I've learned. This is what I know has worked. And so let me help you along the way. Let me help you get there faster than what I got there. But I think in the online space, one thing that I've definitely experienced over the years has been comparison. But it's really interesting because for me, I think comparison comes up when I'm not focused on the work, when I'm not focused on my clients and I'm in my own head. So I know that that's the cure for it. And I think about how I can focus on my clients and new projects, or work. And when I do that, then I'm not looking at other people. I'm not thinking about what they're doing. I'm not comparing myself and life just feels a lot easier and a lot happier as well. And so over the last few years, that's just something that I've really tried to focus on is you and focus on how I can help my clients more and really listening to what it is that they're experiencing. And at the end of the day, creating always helps me refocus and recenter, which is what this podcast has also been. So when you think about doing something every single week for six years, (laughs) it's a lot. Yeah. It forces you to create, to think differently, to go deeper. Even with this episode, I was sitting here the day before it was supposed to go to my VA. And all I can think was, I have no idea what to talk about, which is hilarious because that's something my clients say to me all the time. Why? Because I was thinking about myself and not about you. So once I decided to think about what I want to share with you, what reflections I have, and what lessons I've learned then it just all started to flow out of me, which was perfect, yeah. So what I wanted to really share with you today are five lessons that I've learned from 300 episodes of doing the podcast in eight years in business, and hopefully they help you. So lesson number one is just really know what fuels your creativity and flow. You know, know who fuels it, know when it's fueled, and know what you can do to activate it. So if you can call on your creativity and give it a home, a stage, something that tells it it's time to show up to do your thing, then it can make your business so much easier. And this can sound really I don't know maybe counterintuitive where people are like oh you know creativity hits me or there's times when creativity comes but I actually believe that you can do both I think that there's times when I'm super creative like sometimes I'll wake up at four thirty in the morning and words will just pour out of my fingers and other times I know that I need to be creative. I need to deliver like on a podcast. I need to show up and I need to know. And I think this is a really interesting thing. I need to know that I am fully capable of switching my creativity on when I need it. And I just want you to think about your belief around that, what you think about that. Even saying that makes me think back to my creative Bible, big magic, You know, I think that there is a magic in getting to 300 episodes and not even blinking. I have no idea where the last six years has gone, which is crazy. But I just want you to know that as a business owner, when you start to tap into what fuels you, what drives you, and I know that we're so over the whole, what's your why? (laughs) Simon Sinek really spoiled that for us. But I do think that there's something there around really knowing yourself and knowing what motivates you, what drives you, what what helps you to be creative. And also just being somebody who's a constant explorer, somebody who is always on the lookout for interesting, amazing things around you like when i have conversations with my coaching clients i'm in the conversation but sometimes we'll talk about you know something specific and in my mind i'm like that is such a nugget like that is such an insight that is such a true reflection of things that are happening either with other clients or in the market right now and i take a mental note of them because i know that it's in the deep discussions and it's in the coaching and it's in the work with my clients that my creativity is fueled. And so my question to you is what state environment people are you with that helps you to bring your best work to life? Like even at the Rise Mini retreat last week, There were things that we talked about that I hadn't actually planned. There were models that I created in the moment where somebody's like, can you explain that to me? And I'm like, yeah, here is the way in which I would show you on a whiteboard. And that was maybe something new that I had not articulated before. So I think the podcast has really helped me and I say this to clients all the time. If you want to get really clear on your message, if you want to get really good at talking about what you do, if you want to break it down in a way that, you know, you can get 300 episodes out of what you talk about, then it really allows you to explore new ways of thinking, new ways of being, new ways of, you know, explaining what it is that you do as well. So that has been my big magic when it comes to the podcast, is having the professional practice of showing up every week and knowing that my creativity is a part of my team that shows up when I need her. Like she's there to say, Suze, what about that insight? What about that conversation? What about that moment? Like, let's talk about that. And even as I'm saying that to you, I don't think I've ever thought about my creativity as a her, as a person, as a, you know, an inspiration that comes in and like, let's go, like, let's do this. Yeah. So it's through this speaking that those ideas come out. Lesson number two has really been to connect with people who inspire you. So, I want to talk a little bit about the people who have inspired me, and I want to talk about some of the episodes that have inspired me as well. So, there have been people who have inspired me so much over the years friends, guests, mentors, authors. You know, making friends and making important business friends has been a really big thing for me in the last few years. Because when I was lived in London, I had my like OG friends, like the people who I kind of grew up in my 20s and early 30s with. And I used to spend every waking moment with them. And so when I came back to Australia, I actually found it really hard, which was so unusual for me to make really good friends like to have those deep relationships and i think it's because a lot of times the friends that we have we have a history with and so we talk about like when we were growing up or the you know the times when we were in our 20s and things like that and i had left all of those friends behind so finding friends who really know me and who i intentionally built relationships with has been a really big part of my business journey Uh, And one that I don't take for granted as well, because I I think it's harder to find really deep friendships when you're older. And so I do want to give a shout out to Jess Roberts and Marion Piper, who both started as clients and have become really important friends, as well as Kate McKibben, who I obviously had on the podcast last week. They're just people who I can have really deep, honest relationships with that if everything was going to poo, they're who I would call. And so they've really helped me through like a lot of different ups and downs in business as well. And I think those honest conversations have been an absolute, I don't know, goldmine or just, you know, a huge support for me, like over the years in business. And I think having creative conversations, being able to really like have those honest up and downs in business conversations, supporting one another, it just makes such a huge, huge difference. And I can tell you now that if I didn't have those honest business outlets, like honest business conversation outlets, I think business would be really lonely and be a really sad place to be. Like I know that for myself. So let's talk about guests that really stand out for me. Uh, And these aren't all of them. I didn't want to like give you 20. I wanted to give you a couple that really kind of were a highlight and that kind of came back to me in an instant. So one of my top ones, and this could just be me because I come from a brand strategy background, but Troy McKenna. Uh, who wrote the book Brand Hustle is actually one of my most favorite episodes. And I know that I had a lot of listeners that were like, oh my gosh, that was such a good one. Yeah. And so he was episode 81 and we're going to have the links to these in the show notes. It was how to accelerate your brand growth was what it was called. So it was really random. I saw his book in an airport bookstore, read it, loved it, emailed him, asked him to come on the podcast. And I actually think that was one of the best episodes that we've had. I know that it really like connected with me and really spoke to my inner brand geek. Uh, And it also reinforced the fact that the reason that I love brands so much is because we have such an emotional connection to brands and it's something that we can cultivate and we can grow and we can build for ourselves. And so that is why brand is like such a core element of my business, what I teach. Uh, Obviously, Brand Builders Lab. Yeah, (laughs) that's what the podcast is called. The second one that I really loved was around mindset with Dr. Joan Rosenberg. So that was episode 146. And that was such an incredible episode. I met her on Clubhouse, but I had actually watched her TED talk before that, which has over 2.2 million views. And I can't believe that I was in this tiny Clubhouse room with her talking about confidence. And so that episode was all about building confidence through discomfort and the fact that the way that we build confidence is by getting uncomfortable and working through the discomfort to a point where that discomfort lessens. So if you want to learn more about confidence, that was such a great episode as well. Another one that I really loved and that was super personal to me was speaking to my life coach and psychotherapist Georgie Cook, where I shared some of my personal struggles and how she has really supported me over the years. So Georgie was a life coach who was doing her life coach certification back in like 2010. I want to say, uh, it was when I had my first baby, Sean, and she was doing her life coaching certification with one of my neighbors. And they kind of, when they're in their certification, they have to do some free coaching. So my neighbor came over to me and he said, do you want some free life coaching? We're putting names into a hat and then you'll get like a, you know, a life coach and you'll go through, I think it was like six sessions with them. And that's part of their training to become certified. And so Georgie was the person who I got, you know, connected with and she has been my life coach ever since, which is crazy when I think about it. Cause that's like 13 years on and off. So I do sessions with her and then I think I've shared before, I go back to her for tune-ups. Every year I try and connect with her and have a few sessions just to really dig deep for myself. Like what are things that I need to work on? Where am I feeling disconnected with myself and others? what are my relationships like? And so Georgie and I have a conversation about what it looks like to really kind of, you know, care for yourself. And I think as business owners, it is so important for us to invest, whether it's in a business coach, you know, that I've had a health coach, I've had a life coach and I'm, I don't have them all the time, but I have them in times of my life where I'm like, I feel like I really need to focus on this. I feel like I need to tune up And I really want to invest in myself to make sure that I'm looking after myself because I think it's so natural for us to constantly be looking after other people. Also on another personal note uh, was an episode 120 where I share my money story and I share conversations I had with my husband about money, um, really making the decision to start getting a lot more serious with my business and charging well for it. And so episode 120 is called mindset, money stories, and the fat banker. And that money story is something that I think about a lot because I think that if I had dealt with my money stories a lot sooner, I think that I would have, like my business would have taken off a lot sooner as well. And so when we know that there are elements that you know, in our life and business that are not, I guess, fueling us, that are not helping us move forward. You know, whether it's a business coach, a life coach, a health coach, whatever it is, like I was just saying, I think that the sooner that we can address it, the sooner that we can get help for it, the sooner we can move through it as well. And then the last episode I'm going to mention was actually a recent one, which was with Maddie Avery from Birdcage Marketing I found her on TikTok. I loved what she talked about and I hit her up in the DMs to do our first fireside chat all about marketing manifestation and mindset, which is episode 282. And I think for me, like even the fireside chats, I had one with, you know, Kate McKibben recently. And it is not just talking about business, but it's talking about how we think, how we feel, the things that we focused on, the ups and downs that we've had. Even today, Maddie was just sharing on a TikTok that she's like, you know, this time in 2022, we had like a $50,000 loss and this year we've had a $50,000 profit. And I think surrounding yourself with people who are transparent, surrounding yourself with people who are willing to have the conversation about everything and not just tips and tricks, not just what's gone well, but have the conversation about the realities of business and everything that happens in between those are the people that inspire me. Those are the people that I want to have more conversations with. And so those are just some of the episodes. I mean, out of 300, how do you pick? But those are some that I think were the first ones that I thought of and the ones that I wanted to mention here on the podcast too. So I would love to know, is there a particular episode that really stood out for you? Send me a DM at Sus Chadwick on Instagram. I would love to know. Lesson number three is that it's the failures that teach us the most, which I kind of feel is a little bit like what I've just mentioned. But one thing that I always knew I'd do with the podcast is be really open and honest with you. I've talked about how I failed. I've talked about how I've succeeded. I've shared what's worked and what hasn't. And I can tell you now I have had six figure months and I have had four figure months and I have had months where I didn't have any profit because I overspent. Uh, I've had months where I was just blown away by the results of the business. And there have been months where, like everybody, I have thought I was flying and months where I wanted to burn it all down. And there have been months recently where I thought I wanted to burn it all down. But I also think that that's just part of the journey. Like there, I think in entrepreneurship, there are just such massive highs and lows that you've got to expect them. And so I don't really, I don't think anything of it now. Like I know it's going to come and it's really hard when that happens, but I've learned that you'll have those successes and failures. And if you expect anything different, then I just don't think you're being particularly realistic. And I was sharing with one of my clients that I was in a mastermind a few years ago, and there was one particular conversation with a group of amazing and really high-profile women in business. They were in the the multi-million dollar club, and they were struggling. Like There were tears. There was wanting to build it all down. And it was like kind of the golden handcuffs that we talk about in the corporate world. So you build and you build and you build and you reach your big goals, but depending on how you built it, you now have to keep it going to pay all of your staff and keep the business running to the same level. And so in the corporate world, it's kind of like when people, you know, keep climbing the corporate ladder and they get paid more and more and more and their lifestyle aligns with that, they find it really hard to walk away because they're like, well, I've now built a life that costs me so much that I can't walk away. I have to stay. So the lesson I've learned from that is be careful what you be sure, but also build in a really sustainable and flexible way where you can scale up and down as needed. And also don't think that success has to look a certain way. Janine Stanton and I had a great conversation in episode 298 about that. The other thing I love is Justin Welsh, who is a LinkedIn guy that I've mentioned before. And I love that he talks about building a $5 million business as a solopreneur. Like he doesn't have a team, which I think is extraordinary. So you can do it. There are so many different ways your business can look. So that's why getting creative, seeing what you want to create, playing with how it could look is one of the best things that you can do. And when you compare yourself to others, another lesson I've learned is that you don't know what's going on behind closed doors. You don't know if it's as shiny on the inside as it looks on the outside. And if it is, then amazing for them, but nothing is ever going to be perfect. And so when you are growing your business, we can take a look at others around us and we can feel inspired by what they do. But I think you've got to ask yourself, what are your core values? What are the things that drive you, fuel you? What does your success look like? And like I said, Janine and I had a great conversation on this. But for me, being able to get up and leave at any time and not having massive expenses in my business is really important to me. Having a flexible team that I can call on as and when we need to during different project needs is important. Having a great cash flow and reoccurring revenue is important. And so, looking at how do I build my business focused on that? So, I think actually starting with before you decide, you know, what you're going to do, what projects you're going to do, what way you're going to build your business, ask yourself, what do I want my life to look like? And I'm not going to say that, you know, you can just be swanning around and business just happens. Like there's a lot of hard work in business. I'm not scared of that. Like, you know, there's a difference between working hard and burning out, working hard and getting results. I think is when you are very clear on your strategy and the outcomes and the work that needs to be done and you do it and burnout, I think is when you're on a hamster wheel because you're trying to just work yourself to success. Without a strategy, without a clear understanding of the goal, without understanding what's working and what's not. And so be careful what you're trying to work towards and think about how you can do it in the most sustainable way. And that might look really different for you compared with other people. And I was speaking with a client the other day and she works two days a week for somebody else in a job she loves. Like, she's like, it's the best. I get to see all these people. They're amazing. I get to work on really creative projects. I get paid well for it. And then she works in her business on other days as well. And then she also, you know, will take a lot of time off when she wants to. And I just think that is what you want your business to look like. And I don't mean look like hers. I mean, look like the way you want it to be. It doesn't need to be what other people think success looks like. Whatever success looks like to you, that's what I want you to go after. That's what I want you to think about. Yeah. Because that is why we're here. And so be okay in the failing, be okay in the doing things differently, be okay in walking your own path and testing and trying. Because as Sarah Blakely says, if you didn't fail today, maybe you didn't try something new. (laughs) Gotta love her. Lesson number four, what it looks like now is not what it will look like then. So letting go is a really big lesson for me. Letting go of how you think it should look, letting go of how it should be. You know, I think ego plays a huge part in what we think our business should be doing for us. Our business will do what we decide to commit to. I'm just going to say that again, our business will do what we decide to commit to. That's the bottom line for what more sales I have to invest in selling. If I want better client experiences, then I need to plan out and make that happen. Nothing happens to us in our business, nine times out of 10, that we don't kind of create for ourselves. So it's our actions, our beliefs, our mindsets that determine our success. You will never change my mind on that. You know, it is the whole thing, you know, that I love Brooke Castillo's model, you know, our circumstances and then our thoughts create our feelings, our feelings, create our actions, our actions, create our results. I think about that all the time. Like if I'm not getting the result that I want, what action am I taking or not taking? How am I feeling? What are the thoughts I'm having? Well, nobody wants what I have. So then I don't sell and then I don't get the results or whatever it might be. So really think about that. When things are going the way I want, I've obviously done the work. When things aren't going the way that I want, I haven't done the work. What have I been thinking? What excuses am I making? When it comes to money, why do I believe what I believe about what I charge? What is the value tied to? How am I growing my capacity to hold money, hold more clients, and more space for me and them to grow? I think that's a really interesting question. How do we increase our capacity to hold more money, hold more clients and hold more space for what we really want in our lives? If you want more joy in your life, what would need to change? If you want more money in your life, what would need to change? If you want more clients in your life, what would need to change? Because what it looks like now is not what it'll look like then. Even starting Bold Vibes Consulting, so BVC, which started like two, three weeks ago. I know will change things for me. I don't know how it'll look and, you know, what we'll end up doing, but I know I want to get out of the house more. That's a really big thing for me. I want to have more fun. I want to run workshops, retreats, events. It's really hard because I always say, no, 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 that's the last one. That's the last one that I'm doing. That's the last event I'm doing because it's, you know, it's such a huge effort. And it's not always the most profitable thing, but you know, something it's a part of me being physically in a space with people is a part of me. And so it's really just working out how to make that work. And so what it looks like now, my business, my coaching business, bvc I'm also totally open to what it'll look like in a year and what it'll look like in two years. And the fact that it's going to evolve and change. And I'm really open to that and working out, you know, what clients want, what clients need. And also once again, how do I hold more money, more clients, more space, more joy. And lesson number five, which is the last one, Just want to remind you, we can do hard things. So I'm going to end on this one because I think it's a really great follow-on from lesson four as well. Even when it's hard, we still do it. Why? Because I think when you decide to be a business owner, there is something in us that says, I don't want to take the easy road. I want something different for myself. I know it's going to be hard. I know it's going to be challenging, but I was made for more. I'm here to carve my path. I'm here to share my story. And whether I fail or succeed, I'm going to do it. And I think that in business, it's a journey of laughing, crying, screaming, (laughs) frustration, crazy highs, epic lows. And we just keep going because we can do hard things. And I had a coaching call with a client this week and she shared that self-doubt constantly creeps in and makes her think that she can't achieve what she wants. And we talked about all the hard things that she's done before, the new things that she's done, the things she's figured out and made work, and the fact that she hasn't always had the answer and it hasn't always been easy, but she did it anyway. There is evidence that you can do hard things. There is evidence that you can have success. There is evidence that you can attract more clients, that you can make more money, that you can have more joy. There is evidence in your life, and I want you to sit and really think about where that evidence is and write it down if you need it. You know, so I'm going to say this to you. You can do hard things, you amazing, incredible, powerful And resilient queen. You have built something that is yours. You've put yourself out there and you have created. You've created out of thin air. You have created something amazing out of thin air and belief. I just really want you to understand that. You started with nothing. You believed you could do something and you made it happen. You sold, you've delivered, you've failed, you've succeeded, and you are still here. So I wholeheartedly believe in you and what you're capable of. I started this podcast to inspire, encourage, and teach you how to become a bold and powerful voice in the world and claim your space with confidence and courage. So I want you to wear that We Can Do Hard Things badge with pride because it's made from tenacity, grit, determination, and big visions. And I don't know about you, but that's what I'm here for. I'm here for the big laughs, the bold moves, the ball of friendships as I build this business. And I'm so glad that you're here with me. So thanks. Thanks for sharing in 300 episodes and six years. Thanks for hanging out and keeping me company. And if I can ask one thing, I would just ask that if you've gotten any value out of this podcast, I would just always love you to share it. That's it. That's all I'm asking. And I really hope to see you for the next 300 episodes as well. Let's see what happens. It may not look like then what it looks like now, but I have enjoyed the ride. I'm still enjoying the ride. My creativity continues to show up every week for you. And I just want to say I love you. Yeah. Thank you so much. And I so value and appreciate you. And I hope that some of these lessons have landed for you. Like I said, I wasn't sure what I was going to talk about in this episode, but I just kind of wanted to bring some of the things that I've kind of felt that I wanted to share with you and just tell you how amazing you are and that I so appreciate you being here. And I'll see you next time.